This week on the Roommates Podcast. We have to also learn. We have to stop placing certain situations and projecting them on all situations. Okay. All That's right? good. So relationships did not do you wrong. A relationship with that woman got you, got you hurt. All yeah. right. Love did not hurt you. It was actually a lack of love mm -hmm. that hurt you. Like we have to start separating and pinpointing what mm -hmm. exactly happened here because that woman, that relationship does not represent the other millions out mm -hmm. there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Who will be willing to love, respect you and be the great partner you want. And I'm not saying be with million women. Yeah, I'm saying yeah, yeah. out of a million, there's somebody out there who's yeah. for you that exists. Yo, what's good everybody around the world and welcome. Welcome. <laughs> welcome to the Roommates Podcast. Yes, Lord. A late night conversation taking you behind the scenes of becoming, featuring all the interesting people, perspectives, and conversations you experience on the way. Also. Also known as the best hour of the week where you are. Entertained like a stand-up. Educated like a TED Talk and. Enlightened like a sermon. Enlightened like a sermon. Let the Lord and let the church say amen. Amen. And, and guys, amen. guys, 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 we have some amazing news And gals. And gals, I'm Please. sorry about that. Get yourself together, man. <laughs> yeah. We got some amazing news for you guys. This is. Uh, we made it. Our 100th episode. It's like our birthday, but it's not like our birthday. I feel it's, like it's a special day. It's a special day. But it's not our birthday. Huh. When's our birthday? January, it's the first week of January. January 7th. Yeah. I don't know. It's January 7th. Are you sure? If you go back to SoundCloud, that's when the first day is January 7th. All right. So that's our birthday, guys. It's our birthday. And man, we want to let you guys know, thank you guys so much for rocking with us for 100 episodes, man. We just, that's we crazy. love every last one of you guys. We're in the triple digits. We are in the triple digits. That is digits. crazy. I know. I know. Anything um, you want to say to the people? Thank you. Thank you. Um, this has been a crazy 100 weeks yeah, <laughs> of my has. life, um, honestly. And um, I'm excited for 100 more. 100 more. Yes, sir. I'm excited for 1,000 more. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I just want to thank everybody from all around the globe, yeah. people in Ghana and Guam. Nigeria and London yeah. and Guam and Argentina. Yeah. And what's that place that guy was at from Europe? Europe? Europe. I mean... Remember that guy who was, he was like in that, that weird, oh, not weird, um, that other country in like the Eastern Europe, like Czechoslovakia or something like that? Lithuania? Yeah, Lithuania. <laughs> What's going on? Was he from Lithuania? I'm, 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 yeah. So, yeah. man, shout out everybody, man. We really appreciate you guys, man. Thank you so much for rocking with the podcast. Yes, and yes. because we've had 100 episodes, we have a very, very special surprise that we have for you guys. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Yes, we're gonna we're gonna see who really wants it. Yes. Mm. So because we love you so much, because we're so thankful for you guys, and because we're always wanting to give back to you, we are giving away ten custom custom custom. I mean, we paid for them limited edition yep. roommates Christmas T-shirts. Yes, they are just like the ones Chris have, but instead of black, it is a sexy olive green. <laughs> they are currently hot on the presses. We are giving 10 away. How do you get these shirts, Hafiz? How do you get these shirts, Christopher Jordan Below? The way you get these shirts is you post a video on your Instagram page or on your Instagram story, preferably your page, because if you put on your story, we may not see it. And during the video, I want you to let us know what about the poem. Oh, no, that's not what it was. 
What was it again? What's the oh, why you love the podcast so much and why your friends should listen to it? That's there what you it go, was. There yeah. you go. So post. What a- if they got a Facebook? It's Instagram only. Yeah, Instagram only contest. That's the best way we can confirm. And make sure you tag us in the video. Tag us in the videos is extremely important because yep. if you don't tag us, then we won't be able to see it. If you tag Hafiz only, yeah, it's not gonna count. If you tag Bilo only, it's not gonna count. So make sure you tag the roommates page. That's roommates HTX. Henry Theodore Xavier, roommates HTX. And we see everything, so don't post it for two hours and then delete it. We're not going to notice that. We see everything. So yeah, so guys, post it to your Instagram page, Instagram story, why you love the podcast, and why all your friends should listen to it. We're going to pick 10 winners, and we're going to send them custom roommates Christmas edition limited t-shirts. T-shirts. And we'll be international fees as well, unfortunately. If, unless it's an embargo going on or something. <laughs> embargo? <laughs> you don't know what an embargo is. <laughs> so, yes, guys, we just want to let you know we're so thankful. We love you so much. Thank you, guys. Yes, and Lord. because it's mm. 100th episode. We got to bring back the legend. We have to bring back the number one roommate of all time. Yes. The people's champ. Yes. The most beloved. Yes. The most articulate. Wow. Intelligent. Mm. I ran out of words, but he's great. <laughs> I usually can go for a little bit longer than that. The, oh, I had a the love guru, on. the love guru, the love expert, the everybody's one. favorite, the chosen one, mm, mm, mm. Mr. International Bestseller. Oh, Mr. I will change your life in five minutes if you sit down and listen <laughs> to a podcast. Oh, the one, the only. He getting a little bit too big for us. Uh, you know I mean? He getting a little bit too big for us. He on other podcasts now. I mean, I see him. I see. I see everything. I see everything. Stefan Lebosier. Here we go. He just can't get that. Last <laughs> <thing right. laughs> Yo, I'm not gonna lie. He, he was right. thinking he about dead it. at me. He was thinking about it. He was like, man, should I say it like I this? I was trying. Is it? Because I, I remember last time it's not La. It's yeah, it is La. Yes. La Bossier. La Bossier. If you'd yeah. listen to the last one. You no, know, honestly, on the way here, I was listening to the last one. On the it, flight, he, it says, he said it, La. I thought he said, oh, don't say man. La. So no, I, I, thought he, I thought he said, don't say La. So I decided to say La this time. No, it's La. La Bossier. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> no, it's all good. It happens. Stefan, welcome back. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me. What's new? What's going on, player? <sighs> Work, 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 and more work. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Working on various books and trying to get ready for 2019, get these tours going, trying to make things bigger and better than ever before. Ooh-wee. We love it, man. I see you work. <laughs> this, it's panning out quite well. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> good work. It's good work. <laughs> so last time you were here, we recorded an episode. Yes. And then you pushed me mm. to put the episode on YouTube. <laughs> Which I'm glad you did. Yeah. I've been preaching this for a while now. John Mark's been preaching as well. Shout out to John Mark. Shout out John Mark. Ladies, hit up John Mark. <laughs> he wanted me to throw that out there. <laughs> um, and we put it on YouTube. Man. And all of a sudden, that episode blew up. Yeah, I saw that. Crazy. Episode blew up. People's lives were just transformed. Yep. People... I don't know how many messages you got. You DMs were probably already jam-packed before that. I got approached by people in the street who saw that Man, episode, that is- bro. <laughs> I'm so serious. Like, in the mall, 
I was just in Nyack. I guess it's Nyack, New Jersey. I was in New York for family. And a dude approached me in the gym. What? No. Yes. This yeah. No. <laughs> That's insane. Yes. What did he say? He was like, man, he, he saw the episode. He sees my work. He appreciates it so much. Like, he was just really happy. Want to take a picture? We took a picture. It was That's crazy. Dope. But like, in just random spots, I've been getting approached and people have been seeing the episode and stuff like that. So yeah, it's, it's hit a lot of people. Man, and it's not to me. It's still like there's still so much more growth to go there. Yeah, like yeah that yeah. video can be seen way more times. I but know. already the in the amount of time since we you posted it, yeah, it's had an impact. Yo, I've gotten so many messages from people around the world about that episode. That's the thing that blew, like blew our mind. Like this one guy from Lithuania hit us up. Yeah, this mm-hmm. one guy. Tons of people from London, as always. That's our. We biggest. coming to London. <laughs> I mean, we coming to London. That's our biggest international city. Yes. Canada's not too far behind, though. Not too far behind. Australia, people from Nigeria, Ghana, South Africa, Kenya, all around. We're just like, yo, we loved it. And man, I was like, gosh, I don't know what it was, but just the message that you have, and we do as well. (laughs) Don't want to sleep on us. Yep. Really just resonated with the people. What what do you think about the episode just like just connected with the ecosystem? I mean, I think it's just we was just having genuine conversation and it's stuff people need to hear. I mm-hmm. think a lot of relationship advice, and this is no offense to anybody out there. Talk that ish. But a lot of it is fluff. Mm. A lot of it is just to make you feel good for the moment. But we were hitting on a lot of deeper stuff. We were hitting on topics that people typically don't discuss and talk about. And even if an individual didn't agree with it, I think they were still intrigued by the information. It was still like different from what was typically seen on the internet as far as relationship discussions go. So yeah, I think that people love just the genuineness of it. I think if you don't agree with everything, there was still something in there that hits you and that connected with you, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, yeah, and, and there's so much more to discuss, but... We talked about a lot in that, what was it, hour and some minutes. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but sure. I, people definitely loved it. Yeah. It's still, it still kind of scares me that you have a love for somebody, that general connection, they can come back. <laughs> <laughs> just come back and take your girl whenever they want to. So, fellas, <laughs> watch your girl, man. Watch your girl. Yeah. But no, I think that's the same thing. I think what blew my mind was the response from the men and the women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing. Because usually you see people pander to one or the other. Mm-hmm. They usually pander to the women, say what the women want to hear, and the man like, oh, this is trash, this is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. They pander to the men, the women feel left out, misogynistic, chauvinistic, patriarchal, all the feminist trigger words. They like to show at you. <laughs> and so just to see both genders, like mm-hmm. this episode rocked my life, to see both people saying, man, this information is so highly valuable. I was like, yo. And from all ages, too. All ages, crazy, man. Too. Just mamas, grandma, <laughs> auntie and dad. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Just everybody was just really, really blessed by it. And I said, man, episode, we good, Johnny. Episode 100, we got to bring Stefan back. And yep. we got we to gotta give them something. And I honestly believe... Mm. I'm saying this right now. (laughs) (laughs) Saying this right now. This is going to be the best episode of the year. Yes, Mm. know it. Hands down. 
All right. Hands down. You ready? Are you ready? I'm ready, man. I was born for this. <laughs> and you are, man. And you are. And for everybody who has not bought a Stefan book, mm. you are missing out on 0.78% of your life. Okay. It, is, it, is, it is missing. Yeah. A missing percentage piece of your life because these podcasts are going to transform you. Yep. But something about reading these books and sitting down under Stefan uninterrupted, give just this life gems. You got to check out the books. And I've always said so many people in this industry, in the relationship advice industry, they know how to make money. Yeah. You tell women, there's a perfect guy out there for you. Mm-hmm. Just pray a little bit. And you add a little bit of more Bible verses <laughs> with it. A little bit more stuff. You're good. Mm-hmm. You tell men all the negative <clears throat> things about women, mm-hmm. and here's how you can manipulate it. Here's how the tricks you can do to get women in bed. Mm-hmm. Finesse language. Sprinkle a little bit of Bible. It's a tad bit. Men don't need that tad, much. Bible. Tad bit. Of <laughs> tad bit. Like, just, you pray over the meal. You know what I mean? Just, yeah, just a tad bit. Just. <laughs> and they love it. Mm. And Stefan gives you not just this biblical truth. But advice that anybody, whether you're the most hedonist atheist, you know, or the most rebellious preacher kid Mm. can be like, yo, I rock with that. And so for me, I want everybody to buy Stefan's books. I'm not just saying this because he's on the show. I'm saying this because this episode is going to be a blessing to your life. And I want you to make sure it continues. So cop the books as well. Appreciate that. I love it, man. Yeah, I'm right here with you. <laughs> I thought you I had to defend it. No, I thought you. I like, like no, I lobbed, G, no, I don't kinda, don't no. buy the book. What you thought? What you thought I was gonna say? No, I had lobbed it up. I thought you were gonna come with this, the scoopity scoop. No, I feel like you scoop lobbed it to scoop. yourself off the backboard. You slammed. It's like you did that already. Now you want me to check in the game? <laughs> no, it's too late. Oh man, so you're working on, Mm-mm. in my opinion. A book for me. God dang it. <laughs> I'm hurting. We'll get there. <laughs> a book that's going to change. And I, and, and I hate to use these words too much because then people are thinking I'm just boosting. It up. Yeah, you yeah. sound like Takashi right now. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this album? <laughs> <laughs> Best album. <laughs> yeah. But now, real talk, I think your new book is going to be super, 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 super beneficial. New York and Times tell the best people seller. what is the title of this new book you're working on. Finding Love After Heartbreak. <laughs> <laughs> I need this book like five years ago, my G. I like, know it. John Mark's just shaking his head because John Mark's been through it this year. <laughs> Ladies, <laughs> do you have any sympathy for Christmas? <laughs> For Christmas, that's great. For Christmas, <laughs> but uh, so tell tell people about this book. Why you decided to write it? What are your thoughts behind it? And okay. general idea of the book. So, like I said, finding love after heartbreak, and the the reason for writing is simply because there's so many people hurting. There's so many people who need help. Everybody can't go to a coaching session. Everybody isn't going to go to a therapist, and. Sometimes people go to those things and still don't get what they need, mm. you know? So I figured, all right, how do I get how do I get more or help more people heal? How do I reach the masses when it comes to healing? And 
Some people might say, well, you can do free webinars. Nah, people don't show up. <laughs> like people, nah. for whatever reason, they when they're not investing in it, they're not going to take it as serious. All okay. right. But again, I'm not looking for everyone to make this huge investment. So I figure, okay, it's a book. If I give them what they need, the tools that they need in the book to finally heal, then there's no excuse. If you can't invest 10 to $15 to break free from the chains that's been holding you back, mm. to finally break this negative mm. cycle you've been in, to finally get mm. what you've been looking for out of life, mm -mm -mm. then there's nothing that can help you at that point. Mm. Mm. All right? But I'm trying to make it as easy as possible. Mm. And to me, it's so important because every dysfunction that we're seeing in relationships in the world stems from a lack of healing. Mm. Mm. Healed, happy people don't go around doing nonsense. They don't go around hurting people. Mm. They don't go around contributing negatively to the community. Individuals who behave in this way are all part of some negative cycle where they've been hurt mm. and they haven't healed. Mm. So to help people heal is to change the world. True. You know? And yeah, we can't save everybody, can't save but I'm going to try to save as much as possible. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And, and when I say I, it, you know, for me, it's God leading me to do it. It ain't just my doing, but... To me, that's my job. That's mm. what I've been assigned to do. You know what I'm saying? And I just feel like this is the best way to do it. It's the best way to accomplish it. Just to put it in the book, lay out the steps, and guide people through the process. Because a lot of people are told, heal, heal, heal. But then the question is, how? Mm. How? And so the book is going to finally answer the how to heal. Going to give them exact steps to follow. And again, it's, it's going to become a matter of will you do it or not? Because mm. I even have clients, paying clients, who mm. I tell the process to and they don't do it mm. because it can be tough. It's not easy to face yourself. It's not easy to heal. It's not easy to uh, address past issues and past hurts. But if you want the freedom, if you want the, the amazing results, if you want the happiness and peace, then you got to do it. That sounds scary. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds scary. Oh, man. Because... I'll be honest with you. I feel like I've been hurt, broken since shit, 2011, 2012. That's a long time. I feel bro. like it's just been a cycle of just, you know, girl here, girl there. Not really just like being like complete joy and happiness, mm -hmm. um, especially just in relationships. So, like, I, I mean, I know I need to change something. Something going on with me, you know? Uh, so I'm ready to dive in, man. I'm ready. Yeah, and you got to do it. And I mean, listen, I'm not going to lie. It is scary. Like, we can't sugarcoat it. It's tough, you know? And going back and revisiting the things that hurt us is not easy. Mm -hmm. Letting out the emotions that we've been suppressing because so many people are suppressing their emotions, suppressing their true feelings about things. And you can't heal from suppressing. You got to heal from, you heal from releasing. So we have to release it somehow. We have to address it. But yes, it's a difficult process. And it's going to take a lot out of you. But again, it's worth it. And there's nothing in this world that produces amazing results that doesn't require great work. Mm -hmm. All right? You have to be willing to invest the time, the energy. If you want to get in amazing shape, you don't just walk into a room, well, other than people getting amazing surgeries. Yeah. Right yeah. But oh, outside of that. Shots fired, boy. <laughs> I'm just saying, that, that, that's a quick way to do things, yes. But oh, typically, man. you yeah. want an amazing body, you got to eat right. You got to yeah. work out hard. And it takes time, but it takes a process that you have to be invested in. Healing is the same way. You can't just get a quick fix for healing. That's the thing. There is no quick fix for healing. There is no option. And some people may say, well, just pray about it. Just give it to God. Again, I'm a man of God. I believe in God. I believe in prayer. And yes, I believe in giving it to God. But for a lot of this stuff, we got to go even deeper. And that's not to say that God isn't enough. 
is to say that I believe even through him, there is a process that we have to go through in order to get to that healed place. It isn't just pray, okay, I'm good, and it's yeah. done. People have tried, and they have failed miserably. And I they, have tried. And yeah. I have failed miserably. <laughs> yeah, even on that note, it's just so fascinating how the church is such a champion of physical health. So yeah. like most of the hospitals are St. Jude, St. Mary, St. So-and-so, St. So-and-so. Such a champion of putting money and so much energy into taking care of physical health. And never for once is somebody dying of cancer and we suggest pray about it. We do suggest it, but we suggest pray about it while doing, doing chemo, this. while yeah. going to the doctor, <laughs> while doing X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. But it's so fascinating that when it comes to emotional pains, we don't have that same fervor, that same enthusiasm, fervor. and that same, you like that word, don't you? <laughs> that same, <laughs> Throw that, out there. <laughs> that same care to say, you know what, let's be a champion of these, of this issue as well. And to realize that simply just pray about it is not the solution. Mm -hmm. Because in my opinion, and it's just me processing it, for so much of life, prayer isn't just us sitting passively by and God doing all the work for us. Exactly. God's not some billionaire father who just spoils their children in a bad way mm -hmm. in which they didn't, they're not able to take care or fend for themselves because they're being spoon-fed their entire lives. Yes. You know, I feel like God is, a, as they say, like a co-laborer with you, you know, mm -hmm. to help guide you along this path. So part of the process is, yes, there's this supernatural work that God does, but there's also a natural process that you got to do to take care of your emotional well-being in which I think what you're talking about is that exactly. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, prayer is definitely necessary. We're not saying that prayer isn't necessary because it's a way to be dependent on God, you know? So if you're not praying, it's basically saying you're going to do to yourself mm -hmm. and nine times, well, 10 out of 10, if you do to yourself, like your boy here, you're going <laughs> to fail miserably. So um, that's what, you know, that's what prayer means to me as well, just being dependent on the Lord. So Yeah, and y'all nailed it on the head. I mean, that, that's exactly what it is. And I think that a, a lot of, those in the church or in, in spiritual circles, they don't push anything past prayer when it comes to healing because they don't know what else to tell you. Mm. Oh. They don't know how to say heal. Shoot. You, you know how many people in the church are broken? So Not many. People oh, yeah. in the church are, are, are still holding on to all kinds of negative energy. I mean, I, quick, quick story. Go One ahead. time, we go. <laughs> I remember I was getting, when I was starting off in this whole being an author, being a speaker, whatever, and I always pray and ask God what to do next or whatever. So anyways, I had a relative he wrote a book as well. And the relative was constantly meeting other Christians, other spiritual folk on his journey of doing this book and stuff like that. Whereas I was meeting all the non-Christians, like everybody yeah. on the completely yeah, other side yeah, of the yeah, fence, yeah. all right? Which I understood because I know how to relate to everybody. I, you know, I wasn't always on this walk. I lived a different life before. You know what I'm saying? Not anything too ridiculous, but yeah, it's yeah. wilder than it is now. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it would be ridiculous to some. But anyways, um, at that time, I remember praying one time like, man, God, why I can't meet anybody from the church? Why I can't meet anybody in my circle who's spiritual? So then two days later, no lie, true story. Two days later, I jump on Facebook and I get this random invite to this Christian group. Oh, and wow. I said, okay, God, I see yeah. you. All right. Yeah. Okay. So I, I, I jumped in the group. <laughs> And those were the most miserable, <laughs> negative people oh, I have man. ever met. Oh my gosh. I was like, yo, are you serious? I had to look at God like, you, 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 you joking, right? Like, <laughs> you got jokes. You like, joking. come on. Like, I couldn't believe 
how much hurt, damage, and negativity was in these people who are supposed to be the light of the world. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so to me, that's that only furthers the point that it's not just pray about it. There yeah. is more that has to be done. And so many in and out the church haven't done it. And if people would do it, again, it would change this world. That's real. It would make such a huge impact. Yeah. Mm. And not and and another thing I, I was thinking about when you told me you're writing this book and about this idea is that when we use the word hurt, when we say the word hurt and think of the word damage and pain, <clears throat> we think about usually women. Yeah. You know, we used to think about girls crying and girls sad and a guy breaking a girl's heart and guys doing women dirty. But I played college football and... That's a nice pull-up. Huh? <laughs> that's like, I, mean, that's nice. I didn't even know he even played college football. I'm like, oh, okay. I don't know. No, get it up. And... You scored four touchdowns in the game. Yeah, like, like, I ain't gonna boots. I ain't gonna boots. They'll, they'll, they'll call me out. <laughs> So I was around what some people consider the most masculine guys, you know, mm. out there. And more than anything I saw, from the toughest of the toughest, they were hurting. Mm-hmm. Unlike women, they don't write tell-all books. Unlike women, they're not going to be crying on social media. No offense to the women doing so. <laughs> I mean, unless you Tyrese. <laughs> that boy was hurt. <laughs> and broken. <laughs> a lot of times, it's the bottle, the blunt, yep. or the women. Yep. Yeah. And so, for a lot of guys who are going through pain, people think it's just the women who are getting hurt. The guys just don't say it. Yep. Because there's this masquerade of masculinity that we all put on that says you can't be hurt because you're a guy. Mm-hmm. So no guys are confident to actually do what Chris just said and be like, yo, I've been hurt. You said 2011? Yeah. That's not right. That's issues. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Happy. You want to go down the road? He went from applauding you to clowning you. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You want me to open up your list? <laughs> <laughs> I told you. <laughs> it's open the snaps and it's over. Oh my lord, them snaps! I got a lot of snaps. Uh, a lot of snaps. Lord forgive we us. Had some fun. Lord forgive us. <laughs> and they were about a week ago. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. They're like two months. But anyway, um, so it's just so crazy that I really feel like this conversation today. I know we're freaking just warming everybody up, but I feel like this conversation today, a lot of men are going to really realize for the first time why they've been doing what they've been doing. Yeah, I agree. And you're right. I mean, a lot of dudes are trying to masquerade their pain. Mm-hmm. A lot of that being all tough and hard is is just it's a greater sign that they're hurting. Mm-hmm. It's it's this false confidence, it's this fake toughness because they're trying to protect themselves, a defense mechanism. And yes, you know, all men, we're all brothers. We got to encourage each other to let that wall down and be like, listen, man, we, we've all been hurt. We, we can acknowledge that. Let's do something about it. Because if you don't, you end up engaging in negative behavior. Like you said, you, you turn into liquor, drugs, women, whatever. You're going to find some kind of coping mechanism. And that's all you're doing. You're finding a way to cope, but you ain't curing nothing. Mm-hmm. And it's going to somehow, one way or another, cause more problems in your life. So I definitely think that, yeah, a lot of men... 
hearing this episode, hearing the last episode, just in general, this is going to open a lot of eyes for them. And it needs to, because we need to stop hiding in the background when it comes to being hurt and being damaged. It's men, it's women, it's everybody. You know what I'm saying? And we all need healing, period. Let's get started, got it. Let's go ahead and uh, peel this onion. (laughs) So, from your studies, from your practice, from your experiences, what do you think is at the source of a lot of people's hurt? Like, what do you think is one of the first cracks, you know, that create the full fracture of their hearts? So... Without processing too much, the first thing that came to mind when you asked that question was lack of attention. Mm. That sounds about right for me. All right. And, and if, we, if we take it down to first starting with kids and parents, it's that lack of attention. And not just... Because there's parents who, who may be there in the household, but they're not there with their kid. You know what I'm saying? Like some people think, oh, well, you grew up with two parents. Yeah, but if your father had no relationship with you... You ain't better off. Like, mm-hmm. you're not happier because he was just there. You, you want a relationship with him. You want a relationship with your mother. So I think that lack of connection, lack of attention is what then creates, it starts the ball rolling, mm-hmm. all right? And from there, notice, when kids lack attention, they start acting out. Mm. I was right? crazy as a child. <laughs> I was insane. I'm not even going to. I'm telling you, we start behaving in, in, in all kinds of dysfunctional ways. Why trying to get their attention? Even if we can't articulate that at that time of our lives, that's really what it boils down to. Even as you get older, look at some of the things people do. I would say that attention is one of the most addictive drugs out there. All right? Mm -hmm. Look at the internet. Yeah. Look at what people do all for attention. There are dudes who will incriminate themselves on the internet. Guns, money, drugs. Why? Because you want attention. Mm. You, you're trying to be seen. You're trying to be known. And you're sacrificing your own safety as far as uh, the legal system is concerned mm-hmm. just for the sake of attention. There are women who are going through all kinds of lengths. Mm-hmm. Why? Attention. Uh, the lack of attention to me is, is probably the beginning root of the issue. And then from there things start to pile on and come out of nowhere. And and that's and I would say this, in fairness, I haven't given it full, complete thought, so maybe there is something else, but when you asked that question, that was the first thing that jumped in my mind. Intention's so good, though, Stefan. Yeah, it's addictive. I mean, it's you, addictive. You, you just walk down the hallway and just have multiple women look at you like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, attention is good. It's, a, it's, it's good to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Everyone has their line. All right, because there are women out there, people don't know. So here's a hidden issue that a lot of people aren't aware of. Do you know that there are women out there who are overweight because they're trying to remove the attention? Who are overweight because they've been sexually abused and they figure by being overweight, by being less desirable, they will now protect themselves. And I'm not making this stuff up. I'm not coming to conclusions. Yes, these are women who have admitted this. I read it in a book. Oh, really? You see? And it's not something that people are aware of, but it happens a lot because, again, there comes a point where that attention can become unwanted, can become excessive. So it's good to a certain extent, but then, again, we don't like it. Now, I would say for women, it can get out of hand a lot quicker than it does with men. And because men, we don't get that kind of natural attention. Because think about it like this. A woman, if she's good looking, even decent looking, she might get men always talking to her, always approaching her, always hitting her DM. 
So she's going to reach a point faster where it's like, yo, I'm tired of this. Mm -hmm. I don't want to deal with this. And now try to find ways to remove it or decrease it. We don't typically get that as men. No, no. Even no. the good looking ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. You're not getting women out of everywhere DMing you all the time no. or approaching you in the street. So we crave it and like it more. I do. But then, but then that's where a lot of men get themselves in trouble. Mm -hmm. They get caught up in all these different women's attention. They lose sight and focus of what's important. And now you're getting caught up in nonsense that you don't belong in. Mm -hmm. So again, it all goes back to attention though. Mm. Attention is just something that people crave, they desire. But if we got it the way that we needed from our families, from our parents, it would help to decrease, it would decrease the need for us to get it elsewhere from negative sources or unhealthy sources, so to speak. So that's one of those like steps in the book is, or will be in the book, is to go to a, like your family member or something that you always, somebody you always wanted attention from and kind of just throw that out there? Well, Yes and no. So I never, I didn't pinpoint it in that kind of sense. Okay. Because I'll be honest with you, I, I didn't even, when I, in the book, I'm addressing hurt in a more general way. Okay. Because everybody's hurt is different. Gotcha. So some people might say, well, yeah, I did get attention, but this is what my parent did to me that hurt me. Or this is what this person did to hurt me. So I didn't want to specify too much because gotcha. it can be very broad. But yes, there is a process where you're going to have to let it out. You're going to have to express your true feelings about whatever it was that hurt you. So if it was attention, yeah, it might mean you writing a letter to your parents saying, this is what hurt me. This is what caused problems. And what people don't realize is this. So let's just say your parent didn't show you attention while you were younger. That caused you to act out in different ways, caused you to behave in dysfunctional uh, ways. And now when your parent did try to engage with you, you gave your parents attitude. Mm -hmm. You gave them back negative energy Because you're holding on to the hurt Of their lack of attention Never addressing it And now you don't realize It's coming out of you In negative energy towards them So now, listen Even though they're your parents They're still human beings So they're going to respond To your negativity With what? More negativity yeah. Now we see Parent-child relationships Being broken down mm -hmm. Being destroyed But it all stems from what? Not addressing the hurt To begin with there are people who talk to their parents right now every day, their mother, their father, but there's still tension. There's mm -hmm. still issues. They haven't resolved anything. And they want to sweep it under the rug and say, well, I have a fine relationship with my parents. No, you don't. Yeah. No, you don't. And whether you realize it or not, your parent knows something's off, but they just chalk it up to, you know what, these kids nowadays, yeah, yeah. what can you do, boom, boom, boom. But chances are they got hurt in their life they never addressed either. So it's just an ongoing cycle. I don't want to continue about this attention thing, but just as for a man or for men, we've been painted that we getting attention from women, like especially the ones that you want, is a good thing. You know, mm -hmm. that's something you want to strive for. You want to have all the girls in high school and college. You want to be that star quarterback, et cetera, et cetera. So it's kind of like, I'm hearing it. And it's like, man, yeah, I know not all good attention. I mean, not all attention is good, but like what are some of the, the perks or what's some of the things I should be looking for or is my attention be somewhere else or am I supposed to receive it from somebody else? Well, so the thing is this, it's not that attention in a general sense is bad. Mm -hmm. It's how you handle it. So, okay, okay it's like money's great, mm -hmm. all right? Nothing wrong with you making money. But if you become consumed mm. with making money, money becomes your world. If now you start engaging in unhealthy behaviors to get money, we got a problem. Got you. Same thing with attention. If you, 
So look at me, for example. I'm in a position where I get a lot of attention. Yeah. Got millions of followers, people hitting me up all the time. I do get people hitting me up in my DM, shooting they shot, I mean, whatever. Yeah, I mean, right? I got people who talk about, hey, uh, you want to keep that fun again? I'm like, my G, <laughs> I can't help you. <laughs> so now, if I allow that to consume me, mm-hmm. if I allow myself to now want to take advantage of this mm. and start using these opportunities and, and taking from people and, and using their emotions against... This is the problem. Gotcha. So learning how to not, not take the attention the wrong way or not to do wrong with it, mm. that's where we have to be mindful. So as men, I think, okay, yeah, you may be getting all this attention from all these different women, but how are you managing that situation? Gotcha. Are you getting lost in it? Are you, are you allowing it to get your head so big mm-hmm. that you're losing sight that you still got things you need to grow with? Yeah. You got a process you need to go through. You still haven't become a man. Just because you're getting all these women after you don't mean you a man. Yeah. That don't make you no man. I mean, society does. Says, I'm not, so, I'm not, so, I'm so, no, so, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Society might big you up and society yeah. might say, oh, you, 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 you're the top dog or whatever. But no, you're not a man yet. A women's attention don't make you a man. Have you learned how to have a, 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 the character of a man? Mm. Are you responsible? Are you honest? Are you about your business? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Do you have a vision in your life? That's what makes you a man, mm. not the attention. So now, if you make or you allow society to dictate to you that you're a man because you get attention, you lost. Yeah. You lost because you will get consumed by it. And you, I know stories of men who've lost scholarships. Mm. Because of women And when I say because of women Not because it was her fault Yeah But he got the Them getting so the consumed In women And the attention And all this stuff Losing sight of what They need to be focused on And what's important They've lost scholarships They've seen Dreams get killed yeah. All kinds of things Have gone left That's why we have to Protect ourselves From that Craving of attention And becoming too consumed by it Man <clears throat> Do you I know you were you went to go see Lewis last whatever a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Did you ever did you listen to the episode with Esther? No, I didn't get a chance to. So you know you know Esther is right, Perel? The I think I, I've heard the name, but I'm not fully aware. Yeah, so she she's super dope. She's somebody um who I, I want we're gonna talk a little bit more about when we get off the air. I wanna tell you some things about her. But so she has this thing where she's a counselor and she says most people come who are having relationship issues with their partner, whatever it may be. And they will say things like, I never have any problems besides, I'm sorry, they say, I never have these kinds of problems with anyone else but him. Or I never get so mad with anyone else but with her. So they always make it seem like there's something about this person that I respond in this negative way. And what Esther Mm -hmm. says, she said, "That's that's not true. They're not the only ones you have this issue with. If we look at your relationship with your parents, we will find out that the same issues you're having with her or the same issues she's having with him are the same issues that happen with your parents. And so she gave an example. So she was saying that like, um, if, there's a, if there's a guy who, when his father said negative things to him, he like kept on internalizing it, right? Mm-hmm. And because his dad was bigger than him, he never said anything. So if he's around his wife and she says negative things, then all of a sudden he's hyper aggressive. You know, he's like, man, she pushes my buttons like no one else does. She said, no. Then they started unpeeling the onion and like your dad does the same thing. And so all this crazy aggression that you're giving to this woman 
it's also the aggression that you built up towards your father. Mm-hmm. So with, to your point about this attention deficit, it's, it's kind of in line with what she's talking about. You know, mm-hmm. it's in line because it's, it's something that you're missing that you then go out and seek in somebody else. And then you end up finding that the same problems are persisting because you never dealt with them to begin with. Or somebody. Yeah, and I would, what I would add to it, though, is that a lot of times we react differently to certain people because our feelings are more invested with that person. Yep. So even in her example, think about that. Your father or your mother might get under your skin quicker because you love your father and mother and you want their love. And because you're actually maybe the most vulnerable with them because they're your parents and that's what you expect from them, they're going to be, it's easier for them to get under your skin. It's easier for them to push your buttons and for you to react this way. Same thing when you're in romantic relationships. Because when you're with man or woman, when you're with someone that you're really not that into, but you like, and let's say they don't call you one day, you're not stressing it. It's like, whatever. They got busy. No big deal. When it's that person you in love with and you're all into and they don't call you for maybe three hours after your text or you haven't heard from them for a day, Mm -hmm. you lose it sometimes. Why? Because you're more emotionally invested in that situation. You're more vulnerable, so you're going to be quicker to react. Mm -hmm. So I do think that it's part of it is, yes, you do have to recognize that there is something deeper going on there and this could be a pattern that started from your parents, but also know that every person who's with someone who they have deeper feelings for True love, real connection pulls out your insecurities. Mm. It pulls out the deeper issues. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to hide all that with someone who makes you so vulnerable. Mm. So, you know, it, it all makes sense, though. And there's something that Chris used to say all the time, and, he, and correct me if I, if I butcher you. Correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> and he said, like, there's expectations and there's reality. That and the space right. in between is frustration depression. and hurt and depression exactly. and mm-hmm. pain. So what I've noticed is that in a lot of relationships today, there's this hyper expectation that you meet all of my needs, <laughs> you know, that you fulfill me in ways that my parents may have not. You fulfill me in ways that the God movies has not. God has not. The movies tell me you're supposed to do. And then if you let me down, mm, mm, you know, mm. then there's just so much hurt. So much anger. And anger and pain. And so... I was wondering, do you feel like today in relationships, there's such an unhealthy expectations of what is supposed to provide at least a lot of pain in a lot of people's lives? Yes and no. Okay. Okay. So the way I look at that is, okay, I agree with not having expectations. Unrealistic expectations. No, I believe in not having expectations, period. Oh, and no. what I mean by that so is- So I can't expect her to text me. No, listen, <laughs> let me tell you exactly. why. Exactly. Look, you can have standards- you can have requirements. Okay. Basically, if you're going to be in a relationship with me, I go. need this, 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 and this. So all I got to write that down. All right. But to expect is to have this thought that it's going to happen. Ooh. All right. So now when it does not happen, I'm upset. I'm, I'm frustrated. Mm. But why? I don't expect nothing from anybody because we're all human. Anyone can fall short. Everyone makes a choice. When they call you, they're making a choice to call you. When they text you, they're making a choice. When they say, I love, everything is a choice. And guess what? They can choose not to do it. Mm. And it happens all the time. So I just don't have an expectation. And, And maybe we're just playing with the words here. But to me, it's like, I don't expect it. I could hope for it. Mm. I desire it. This is what I want in my relationship and I will make that known and clear. And if you cannot reach those standards or if you cannot buy into that, 
cool, then we don't need to be in this relationship. But to expect, no, because I know any day they might fall short. Any day they might forget to call. Any day they may not love me the way I need them to love me. They're human. Mm -hmm. We're all human. So I think that's where it gets unhealthy. When we have that level of mindset in regards to expectations. But we should all have standards. We all have different things we like. Some people want to be called every day. Some people may only want to hear from you two, two times, three times a week. Whatever it is, make it clear, make it known. I think that's the other problem. Mm. The problem is unspoken what you call them, expectations mm. or standards, unspoken desires in relationships. So people are getting mad at their partner for falling short on something they didn't even know you wanted. Mm. Not specifically. And the mentality is, well, you should know better. How don't you know that? Listen, or it's common sense. Mm. Common sense ain't that. always so common. <laughs> I hit that one here. You know what I'm right saying? Up, and we, we forget people are raised differently. People had different experiences. Maybe her last four boyfriends didn't want what you wanted. Yeah, four. <laughs> <laughs> you know, his last five girls didn't have the same requirements. They may not know coming in that this is what you're supposed to do. Make it clear. Now, once we make it clear and they still fall short, get rid of them. Mm. Get Why are we wasting time here? If I make it clear to you what I need and you're not willing to sign up for that or you're willing to embrace that, we don't need to be wasting each yeah, other's I time. Can, I can just hear women in the comments saying, yeah. <laughs> so I'm about to tear all that down. Do you, have you ever told somebody that their standards are too much or too hard to fulfill? I'm a believer that I don't, I don't like telling anyone that their standards are too high. Okay. And to me, the way I look at it is, you may not, you don't have to lower your standards, but you may have to raise your qualifications. Exactly. Mm. All right. Talk so about this episode. If, if you want to shoot yep. for the stars, yep. go for it. Who am I to tell you don't go for yep. that? But you better make sure you better got be, you a rocket ship yeah, yeah. <laughs> and an astronaut, astronaut suit, that, yeah. and, and you got what you need to reach the stars. Like, <laughs> yeah. come on now. People are asking and requiring certain things from people when they don't bring much to the table. Ooh. That's the problem. You know what I'm saying? But if you're going to meet the, the standards and have the qualities of the type of person that you want is going to look for in a partner, mm. then by all means, go for it. Like, I hate to even use this story, but one time at an event, one woman said, you know what? I want a man who's going to take care of me. Okay. I want to be a stay-at-home, be a trophy wife, pretty much. Living right? life is her job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, what, what, what can I do to make that happen? And I explained, I said, listen, if that's what you genuinely want, I'm not going to tell you don't go for that. Yeah. If that's what Mary makes Jesus. you happy, I'm just going to tell you that, listen, you need to tap into what kind of woman do those men marry? Okay. What qualities are those men looking for? If you're willing to add that to your plate and, and, and enhance yourself in those ways, enhance. go for it. Yeah, I it, mean, it, <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. You know, let's, let's flip it. It's like, it's like the dude who's complaining about, you know what, let me go even further. Here we all go. Right? Let me go even further. So, like, you got some dudes, and again, this can apply to men or, or women, but yeah. I'm going to use men. You got a dude who's complaining because the IG model or the video vixen wants this kind of guy, all right, or wants a guy with money and whatever, whatever. And 
He's broke. Oh, he's short. He's out of shape. <laughs> Damn. And it's like, bruh. <laughs> like, okay, number one, just knock him out. Pick a struggle. Like, you can't have all three struggles. You know what I'm saying? All right, you short. You can't do nothing about that. That's fine. Okay, you roll with that. Pick a struggle. I'm saying, you you roll with what God gave you. You're short. Okay, but there ain't no excuse to be out of shape. There's no excuse for you to be broke. <laughs> And if, and if you're going to say that you're going, if you're going to complain Ooh. about not getting that kind of woman yeah. who traditionally, yes, because she has more options, mm. is looking for a man who's fine. And let's be real. Almost every woman desires a man who has financial stability at yeah. the very least. The very all right. Least. So if you know she's looking for that, women have looked for that since the beginning of time. Yep. All right. Stop complaining. Mm. Either do something about it. Or in that situation, if you're not willing to do anything about it, then you must lower your standards. Mm. Then your standards are too high. If you're unwilling to make the adjustments, then, then you have to make a change somewhere. Yeah. Either change your, your standards or change who you... And when I say change who you are, improve who you are. I don't yeah. want to say change. Change style is so bad. Yeah. Become your best you. Yeah. All right? And I feel like a lot of people don't want to become their best them, mm. but they still want to expect greatness from their partner. They yeah. want this, 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 yeah. that. But you only got like one or two things you coming with. That's what I'm saying. You can't, you can't, you know what I mean, expect to be repaired by Mercedes Benz if you drive a Prius. What? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of missed that one too. <laughs> Some people got it. That's why I'm saying y'all not here with me. Some people are here with me. But most of y'all are not. Raise your qualifications. You raise your qualifications, you understand. <laughs> Listen, I just want to throw in that I don't want anyone to be offended when I point out like the example of the guy who was short, broke, and out of shape. <laughs> yeah. But it's just the reality. Yeah. You know, and we can't keep dancing around these things because too many people are living in this fantasy world of what it takes to have a partner. Or yeah. there's a lot of people who think everyone should be entitled to this relationship. And, that, and that's, that's the thing. And that's the thing. I'm sorry for cutting you off because I know people people got mad at me for saying this a couple weeks ago. They can get mad at you for saying this right now. And here's where I'm at. If you're going to have superficial standards for the other person, you have no authority to say the other person can't have superficial standards for you. Like mm -hmm. my biggest thing is that if you are short, out of shape and broke, you should be in the happiest relationship, in my opinion. Here's why. Because you should don't, you should not even care about looks. <laughs> you should not. You should just want a girl who's just sweet and kind. And because you know you don't got all the great physical features, but you may be an amazing guy. Mm -hmm. Let's say you're short, broke, out of shape, and you're an amazing guy. So therefore, as long as she's an amazing girl, she's breathing, it should work. you should be happy. Because you know what you bring to the table in spite of the physical outward appearance. So therefore, no matter if she's looking like a bowling ball too, you like her as well. And that's what I feel like if unless <laughs> so if you're really going to say I want you to look this way physically but then at the same time get mad at them for saying then you need to look this way physically as well no 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 we're telling you with the same judgments you use to on I'm sorry with the same judgments you use on other people they're going to use that on you absolutely and and, and that is that. the huge double standard that so many people are playing you know they they everyone says Everyone wants to use looks in their criteria for choosing who they want to date. But then when it's used against them, it looks shouldn't matter. <laughs> it's like, 
wait a minute. You should love wait me a for minute. Me. <laughs> my character, my qualifications. You know, like don't do that. Yeah. You, 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 like you just said, if you're gonna have certain standards, if you're gonna base uh, who you're gonna date on superficial um, qualities, then you have to respect other people's preferences in that area as well. Like, so to me, yo, if a woman says to me, "I don't date dudes with dreads," cool. Yeah. I'm not mad for yeah. what. Even she says, "Oh, I, I'm a, I'm a good height," but if she says, "Well, I want six four, alright, yeah. do your thing." Like good I'm luck. not sitting here worrying about what you want. What you just make sure though, if you're gonna complain, if you're not getting it, that you're doing something about it to match those qualities that they're gonna look for too. Mm. But you're absolutely correct. There's a huge double standard. Even and I hate to say it, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Go ahead, please. Even this whole thing where in society, if we say something about women's weight. Mm. It's body oh, shaming. It's it's that an issue. <laughs> but my jacket. It is attacked. But women clown dudes for their height all day, That's every true, day. Mm. I, I feel for my, my guys. Man, it's it's not it's never made an issue. There is no height shaming. Mm. Yeah. You never hear that term. Mm. All right. But and, and to me, that's unfair. That's forget unfair. It's just to me that. Like, how do you... It's such a double standard. Like, I'm, I'm having a hard time even forming a word yeah, right now. Because yeah, yeah. it's just like, you? come on. Like, it's, Stephano, Stephano, who hurts you? Bro? <laughs> What's going on? What's going on? What's bro? It, just, it just frustrates me, to be honest, because yeah. I just hate when people, again, you can't attack one side for doing the same thing you're doing. Mm, you All right? Like, don't... That, no, I like consistency. I like That's it. my I thing. I love it. I like opportunities. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is, Here be consistent <laughs> with what you do, how you act. Again, if I behave a certain way, why would I look on down on someone else who does the same thing? Yeah, exactly. That doesn't make sense to me. That's what fr frustrates me with people in regards to that subject. But I think, yeah, like, again, everyone has preferences. Respect that. Yeah. And I'm not mad at anyone's preferences. Mm. But also understand how much harder you're making it for yourself yeah. with certain preferences. Yeah. So if you're a woman, for example, and you say... I want a man who makes six figures over six foot. Every woman. Do you wants know that, just the one. percentage of men? I don't know off the top of my head right now, yeah. but it's extremely low. Yeah. The, one, it's low for men for the percentage of men who are over six foot. Mm -hmm. Then you add six figures to yeah. that. Yeah. Then if we break it down by race, we're gonna have an oh, even Jesus harder Christ. time. Mm -hmm. So, but again, if that's what you want, yeah, fine. Mm -hmm. But just be mindful what that means. And every right? woman wants that as yes, well. Yes, and how difficult that yeah. will be. And this is where you may need to be a little flexible in certain areas. Same thing for men. If you want a woman who has a certain kind of body and mm. boom, boom. Listen, yeah, not boom, everyone boom, is, boom, not every boom, woman boom, has boom, all boom. that. <laughs> you know, not every woman is, is going to be built the same way. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to base it off of that, just understand that, yes, you are making your pool of options much smaller. Mm -hmm. And then when you add to that, that you're not coming to the table with what they want. Mm -hmm. Come on, man. Yeah. Like, you, you just got to be smart about this it. This is not, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, then you got to add on like they dreams. Like, cause you have to, if you find that magical person and then you got to literally probably sacrifice dreams, family, friends, all that stuff. Yeah. Like to, to be with that person. Well, I mean, if it's the right situation, yeah, you shouldn't yeah, have yeah, to yeah. sacrifice I'm not things. just saying it's a random. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. what I will say is, so we're only talking about superficial stuff yeah, right yeah. now. So you could find that woman or man who has everything you want superficially and they're still I don't want to use the word garbage, but that's was, that was the word I was going to use. The garbage on the inside. Yes. All right. It's, it's nothing good for you. It doesn't work. So again, 
the pool is getting smaller yeah, and smaller. Yeah, smaller. Because even if you can find someone who looks the way you want them to look, yep. yeah. do they make you feel good? And then, do they connect with you? Like you? There needs to be something deeper. It, I'm all, Again, I will never encourage someone to date people who they're not attracted to. Yeah. I'm very big on attraction. But... Yes, it definitely takes more than physical attraction. Physical attraction, physical attraction needs to be there. And physical yeah. attraction is not the same thing as looks. Physical attraction means many of us have met someone who wasn't our typical style and yeah. we still find ourselves attracted to them. Yeah. All right. So that needs to be there. But if that deeper thing isn't there, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. They can be the most beautiful, amazing looking person in the world. If there's no connection, if there's no good vibe there... It's a wrap. And let's, and let's be 100% honest. Two things I want to say about that. First and foremost, people feel entitled that God's going to give them this superficial, shallow list of, of characteristics. They use verses like Jeremiah 29, 11 and mm. Matthew 7 and all mm-hmm. these other verses in the Bible, ask me shall I receive, to think that God is this butler that's going to give them this superficial person. And then they say, well, God's going to send me this guy. No. <laughs> no, no, he's not gonna send you this guy. He is not. Because, in my personal opinion, in my personal opinion, I do not believe that you can say, I have, in my opinion, superficial worldly desires, right? That has nothing to do with the fruits of the spirit love, joy, peace, patience. You have, there's no Goodness, spiritual mm-hmm. characteristic, and you're saying God's just gonna give it to you. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, well, God's going to give me this Skyliner jet one day. Like, like you got to be realistic about what you're demanding. And I also think it's clear, going back to the heartbreak stuff, that a lot of people have to understand to your point about sometimes you can get the outward, but you can't get the inward. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, a lot of pain that's come from people simply going after the outward. Absolutely. A mm-hmm. lot of, and, and I'm telling you, I learned this lesson in 2017. Uh, we won't go down. We won't line. go down the road. We won't go. No, down. I, and I learned a lesson as well. We both learned a and lesson. They knew what happened, and, and he knows what happened. And mm. I was talking to a girl. Mm. I didn't say nothing. <laughs> mm. Who physically is one of those girls everybody wants, and she eventually did. Th- I did things to her as well. You know, it is what it is. But it's not about me today. <laughs> but no, I did. I did bad things, and which I apologize. Mm-hmm. And then, but she had no character of her own, so she did bad things to me as well. And that's when I realized that you can have all the looks in the world, but if they can't forgive, mm. if they can't be kind, mm. if they can't put God first, mm. if they can't ex- uh, exercise self control, mm. all these important things. They're going to hurt you. Mm-hmm. And so many people are not honest. The reason why you're hurt, because I'm, I'm raising my hand and I'm saying I'm first. The roommates, are, <laughs> the roommates are right here. The reason why I'm hurt is because I chose somebody yep. who had no character and they had all looks. Yeah, and it, it's a common, common issue. Now, let me say two things. One, as far as that list and God giving that person what they put on that list. Some people have gotten that person. Yeah. 
and then not be happy with it. Mm. Because what you want isn't always what you need. Mm. All right. And so I think that people, when it comes to the spiritual aspect, have to tap into, okay, understanding what God knows is best for them, not just what they want. And again, and there's nothing wrong with wanting certain things, but not getting so consumed and locked in yeah. that you now become blind to what truly might be out there for you. So I think it's just people being able to be more open-minded in that regard. But, you know, people like what they like. I'm not going to knock people for liking what they like. Yeah. Um, and then as far as choosing people, you know, based off this on the surface, yeah, absolutely. You know, at, at the end of the day, it's very easy to get caught up with what we see with our eyes. Mm. You know, and it's very easy to get hyped up about it and, and create this whole dream in our head of what this fantasy can be, but it doesn't line up with the reality of the situation. Mm. And if that person hasn't grown, if that person hasn't matured, then we're going to come across problems. But I think the other extra point I want to make is when you said, you know, if they lack character, they don't want to be kind, things of that nature, they're going to hurt you. I think the reality that we have to face as people is that everyone is going to hurt us. Yeah. All right. And that's another part of where where or why I don't have expectations of people because I know everyone is capable of doing something shady. Every last one of us. I don't care how holy you think you are, yeah. how awesome you think you are, how much you love God. Right circumstances, right buttons pushed, right opportunity, you will do something shady. Yep. So we can't put nothing past nobody. And sometimes even the person with the great character, the loving, kind person is going to have a moment where they're going to do something wrong. And so I think by having that mindset instead, it allows us to forgive easier. It allows us to be more willing to work things out and view this as, okay, this is an isolated incident. Like we live in a society now where you could be great for 364 days out the year, mm. but God forbid you do something wrong for that 365th day. The Cancel. world will now define your whole existence by that one day. Yep. That's true. By that one hour. Yep. That's all it takes. They don't say you've been good the majority and you had one mess up. No, no, no. They're going to think that that, was, that one mess up defines everything that you are. Mm. That's wrong. Yeah. That's absolutely wrong. Because if we can look at everyone's lives and examine everyone minute to minute, oh, we're going to find a lot wrong in yeah, a lot yeah, of people's yeah, lives. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. going to find a lot of mistakes, a lot of unhealthy behaviors. Yeah. There's almost no one who is immune, if anyone at all. Mm -hmm. So it's, it, we have to be mindful of that. And I think by understanding that, we can actually have better relationships. Mm. You know? Because then we know, all right, it happens. Like, And I think... Some people don't always, I've come across situations even within my family where I am, I guess, the more forgiving one. I'm the voice of reason, but it's because I have that mentality of, listen, man, this, it's a tough life to live and we're going to fall under certain pressures. We're going to make certain mistakes. It doesn't make it okay or good. I'm not trying to validate anyone's bad behaviors, but I'm also not going to hold it against them and define them by that, especially if their overall body of work is majority good. Mm. You give me 90% good, 10% bad, I'm going to I'm gonna still look at that 90%. You know what I'm saying? But now if you 60% bad, yeah. <laughs> that's a different ballgame. Yeah. So how does that parallel with uh, trust? If you kind of like, not saying that you expect somebody to cheat, but you know that people are broken and going to make mistakes, mm -hmm. how can you then for fully trust somebody when you have that in the back of your mind? I don't fully trust nobody. And I don't think anyone's supposed to fully trust anybody. I think that's a myth. It is a false ideology. I never heard. Okay. <laughs> Listen, especially if you're spiritual or biblical, the Bible says, trust no man. Mm. 
Why are we questioning this? God, and the Bible says we're all sinners. The Bible says we've all fallen. So if, if we know this, if God knows this, we like we have higher expectations for people than God does. Mm. <laughs> like God knows better than us that none of us are going to be able to live that perfect life. Yeah. So why are we why are we holding that against people? So yes, I don't trust nobody. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But not trusting you fully doesn't mean I'm operating in a lack of trust. Okay. I operate my life through all right, I pray about everything. If God tells me be in this relationship, I'm going to be in this relationship. Okay. He tells me, you know what? Coming to y'all to do the podcast. I flew out to Houston. Like, I didn't just do that because I thought it made sense. Yeah. I prayed and God said, go. And then look what happened. The, the episode blew up. Yeah, it was on yeah. you. Like, some amazing things happened. Here we are having another episode. That's all God. You know what I'm mm. saying? So to me, it's learning how to trust God, not people. Mm, and okay. operating with people where I'm still going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Like I, my mindset, if I'm with a woman, isn't she's going to I cheat. She's not going to give the benefit of the doubt. I'm saying. <laughs> oh, that's what should be done. Yeah. Yes. It's give the benefit of the doubt. And it's not thinking in your head, oh, they're going to cheat or yeah. they're going to do something wrong. It's just saying, all right, when that bridge comes, we'll cross it. Mm. We'll deal with it at that time. And we will look at it as the isolated incident that it is, unless, gotcha. yes, it's just repeated behavior. That's a whole different ballgame. Gotcha. But a lot of situations are isolated issues. And what happens is we, we mishandle it, and it snowballs into more and more issues. But if we handle it correctly, we would either be able to correct it with them, or we would see very quickly, we don't belong in each other's lives. Mm. Let's move on from yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, because I feel like people will have a lot of anxiety and worry if, you know, if they just go around with that mindset of just like expecting something to happen. Yeah. Don't Again, yeah. I don't expect bad. I don't expect good. Gotcha. I just live life trying to do what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. I think we have to focus less on others and focus more on us. Are you doing your part? Before you worry about if this person, this person's not, are you being honest? Mm. You know, there are people right now Here we go. who complain about their partner, not keeping it real with them. And they're steady telling that partner lies themselves. Mm. Like, you're not even being honest. You're not even being transparent. And you're trying to call them out for that? Yeah. Like, come on. Same thing. There are people, I hate to say it, people in the church yeah. condemning everyone else. Your Living plate ain't clean, it. bro. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you doing some things too. Yeah. How dare you look down on anybody else? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Focus on you. Be the best you. And believe it or not, you will impact more people's lives and you will inspire more people by being an example of what you believe is right, mm. not a, just a preacher of it. Yeah. I can't just say these wonderful things and inspire. I got to live it too. Yeah. I got to show people positivity. If I'm going to tell you to be positive, I got to be positive. Yeah. If I'm going to tell you to be patient in your process to, to find that partner, I got to learn to be patient. Like Live the example of what you feel people should be doing. Mm. But instead, people just want to talk the talk, but ain't walking the walk. Mm. Man, and I think... What I'm seeing constantly being reiterated in your points is that so many people have this unhealthy, like I said earlier, this unhealthy expectation of the way relationships should be, the way people should act. And the moment people don't meet their unrealistic expectation, then they begin to lash out. You know, mm -hmm. they begin to be angry and they begin to really hold this resentment, which causes more and more pain. And like what I'm seeing is that you're having a healthy worldview from people based upon a healthy understanding of yourself. I'm seeing what you're talking about is a mature man having self-awareness about 
the realities of his brokenness, the realities of the world's brokenness, and the realities that I'm going to hurt people, people are going to hurt me, but we got to move forward and love and care one, for one another. And I just really believe that for so many people, they have not re- reached this point in their lives. Mm-hmm. They have not reached a point of maturity, of self-awareness, understand really what's going on. And if you haven't reached that point of maturity, when you haven't reached that point of self-awareness, and then you enter into these relationships, what ends up happening is only pain can take place. Mm-hmm. Think about like, look how mature Stefan is talking about processing these emotions and processing pains. Imagine being an 18-year-old boy, you know, and having an argument with your girlfriend. Imagine how you don't even understand how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Let's, even a 25, some 25-year-old males mm-hmm. have an argument or disagreement with, with, a, with someone you're in a relationship with, and you don't know how to process it. And I'm seeing so much of this, going back to the point about this year, it's just self-awareness, it's self-healing, and you dealing with yourself first before you try to get in a relationship with somebody else. Absolutely. And, and like you said, self-awareness and, and, and really focusing on you is the key. You know, and being realistic or honest with yourself. Because I do think you hit a good point. Part of the reason why I view the world this way, or I can be more understanding of other people's shortcomings, because I'm honest about mine. Mm-hmm. Like, I know I've fallen short, so why would I judge you for falling short? That doesn't make sense. Again, that doesn't make sense to me. Like, yeah. that, that's not consistent. And I believe in consistency. So if I've learned to be patient with myself and that's the key people haven't learned to be patient with themselves people are still beating themselves up you know we talk about forgiveness and when we talk about forgiveness we always think about forgiving the person who hurts you but people have the hardest time forgiving themselves that's true and that's what's holding them back and so again it's like you have not learned to love yourself in the way that would allow you to have a healthy relationship with someone else That's the thing. That's what we have to learn. So we have to forgive ourselves. We have to be patient with ourselves. But we have to be honest about where we fall short, where we struggle, not trying to put up this perfect picture and act like everything's all good. Stop with all that. All Mm. this fake hard, fake tough, fake I'm I'm okay, nothing's bothering me. No, you're just suppressing stuff and killing yourself slowly. Mm. All right? Because when you don't heal, you're holding on to emotional stress. Stress is the number one trigger to disease, the number one thing that leads you to the emergency room. You are destroying your body from the inside out by not healing from your past. Mm. Two. Oh, I. <laughs> no, that's. I mean, that that was a night. I mean, because I feel like we kind of touched on it last week. As for me, the more I discover about myself, my shortcomings, my brokenness, and all that stuff, the more kind of the way I fall back into the flesh or back into mm-hmm. the patterns or go back into ways that make me comfortable, which are not bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, which are bad. Um, so um, my question to you, you is when you learn all those things about yourself, all the brokenness, all the heartache, all the bad stuff that happened to the past, how did you accept it, receive it, and use it in a positive way? So it's always, it's an ongoing I don't want to use the word battle, but it's it's an on, it's a battle. It's okay. an ongoing battle. And again, if you look at it from a spiritual perspective, you know, they say we're battling with, I forgot the scripture. Flesh and spirit. Yeah, yeah exactly. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Principalities. So, principalities. And it's not even just a battle spiritually. It's a yeah. battle mentally because we don't realize that every day we're being fed programming. All right? 
TV, mm-hmm. music, the internet. It's shaping our perceptions. It is creating unhealthy mindsets mm-hmm. in us and it's causing other problems. So we're in this constant battle. So I think you have to be mindful of continuously protecting yourself. Protecting and not protecting as in hide from the world and, and be so guarded that you don't let anybody Isolated, in. Yeah. I mean protecting yourself from knowing how to flush out the bad energy, creating more peaceful environments, surrounding yourself with more positive, loving people, removing the unhealthy relationships. There's a lot of inventory you can take on what's contributing to putting you in that bad mindset or what's pushing you back into those bad habits gotcha. and those bad behaviors. You got to cut things off at the root. Yeah. Now, it's still going to be hard. Yeah. Like, even though I'm talking about these things, even though I'm self-aware, all these wonderful stuff, I'm still human. Yeah. I'm still having my struggles. You know what I'm saying? I'm as flawed as any other human being on the face of this earth. Mm. But as long as you're mindful of it and you're honest about it, you can start locating and understanding what can I do to improve things. So everyone has to take their own self-inventory. What are your struggles? Mm. Well, if, if, for example, you know that whenever you stress, you hit the bottle. I mm. don't keep looking in the house no more. Yeah. You're going to have to make a rule for yourself and say, nah, this ain't going to work. I got to remove the liquor. If you're trying to be an abstinent man, so to speak, and you know that being alone with a woman is going to go down, you, <laughs> then you can't do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you just got to recognize where do I fall short? What sets me up for failure every single time? How can I now be proactive? We can't wait for it to come hit us. Yeah. We got to take a preemptive strike. Yeah. We got to say, okay, how can I set it up to where when it comes, I already got this covered. I'm mm-hmm. good. That's how you, at least you would start to see improvement and progress when you mm-hmm. do that. No, that's good. Yeah, and, I, and, and I think what Stefan also shared earlier is that when you have this understanding that all humans have fallen short and all people are sinners, mm-hmm. you look at your mom the same way you look at yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and what that means is that though your mom makes mistakes, you will never say your mom's a terrible woman. Right, Chris? Correct. Lovely. She's Lovely a beautiful, guy. amazing woman. Yes. I love Mama B-Love. Mama B-Love, shout out. So, <laughs> so, so then, then, why, then why when Chris makes mistakes, is he a terrible person? Mm-hmm. You know? So we give, we give our parents dignity, worth, value, and respect, but then we don't even give it to ourselves mm-hmm. because we don't think that we're worth it. And a part of like our relationship with God is God choosing us in the brokenness, in the sinning, in the mistakes, yeah. in the jacked upness, and loving us through it the way our parents do, or hopefully did, or should have. And so I really think it's important that so many people receive that identity. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like 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 you said, it's so easy when you do make mistakes to beat yourself up and to then For, demonize yourself and yeah. be like, you know what, I'm an F boy, I'm so-and-so, I'm whatever name it is because I do these behaviors. But no, like God is... You, you're saved, you're chosen, you're loved, all these great things. So therefore, you're not, your identity isn't who you were in your past. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's just something, Chris, I'm for real, man. I just, I, it's consistent, you know, and I just want you to always, you to always know. Like, I think you're an amazing person, man. Thank you. I, I really do. <laughs> I, know, I know you do. I appreciate it, man. I think you're an amazing guy. Mm-hmm. And I just, I feel like so many people out there who are hurting, it's kind of like the girl who cuts herself, you know? Mm-hmm. She cuts herself one to deal with the pain, but she kind of feel like she deserves it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like oh, I deserve this pain. Oh, I'm I'm worthless. I deserve to go through this pain, and I feel like a lot of people who are hurt and have gone through pain, they wallow in it because they feel like they deserve it. Mm-hmm. 
And I mean, it's hard to pull yourself out a lot of times. It's easier to stay dwelling in that pain, dwelling in depression, because it takes a lot of strength to pull yourself out. And sometimes it's also easier to be in that pity party. It is. Mm-hmm. You I know? love pity parties. Yeah. <laughs> I've been to many. Yeah. I showed up. <laughs> and that's the thing. And I think, again, a lot of people weren't given the right encouragement and the right tools to know how to overcome those moments. Like, for me, I give myself a three-day period max. Mm. You got three days to, to be depressed, three days yeah, to be yeah. sad. Yeah. After that, shake it off, get to work, or not just shake it off, but do what's necessary to heal so we can get back to doing what we need to do, all right? But people don't have no time limits on their wallowing. Mm-hmm. They're just staying in it, staying in it, staying in it. And nothing's going to change if you do that, mm. you know? And, and we, we have to learn how to not accept hurt Again, I think once we understand that hurt is inevitable mm. and it's a part of life, we can get through it faster. Mm. Gotcha. All right? Because it's not just this devastating moment. It's like, all right, you know what? These things happen. And we just have to learn how to, what we can learn from this and how we can get better from this, you know? But I also want to make a quick point when you men- mentioned that sometimes we give our parents this dignity and respect, but we don't even give it to ourselves. I would argue that that's not real dignity and respect we're giving them sometimes. Mm. That's just an obligatory thing. Mm. That's like, all right, because they're my parents, I'm supposed to act like this. I'm supposed to act like I respect them. But deep inside, you resent them. Mm. Deep inside, there is tension with them because of whatever was lacking. So we don't really... If we're not forgiving ourselves and overlooking our flaws, we're not forgiving other people Mm. like we think we are. All right? You know what I'm saying? We're sweeping under the rug. We're finding a way to move past it. But truly forget, because like you said, once you start to realize that we're all the same, like just because you're my parent, and that's the thing, people have this this perception that because you're my parent, you're supposed to have known better. You're supposed to have done better than you did, all right? But they're human. They are no different than you. So like you said, when you see that person as you, that changes everything. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And now it's easier to understand, you know what? We all make mistakes. Parent, friend, lover, makes no difference. Because at the end of the day, Everyone is a human being, a flawed human being. Mm. I love that. I Mm. love that. So people right now have received this message. They're processing through this pain and they want to experience love again, Mm -hmm. right? What do you think is some of the biggest hurdles that people go through when they're trying to experience love after being heartbroken or gone through this difficulty or pain? The the first biggest thing is believing it even exists. Mm-hmm. Like you can't receive what you don't believe. Like it's not going to work out like that. So if you're swearing that there are no loyal good women, you're not going to find a loyal good woman. Yeah. If you're saying there are no good men, you're not going to find a good man. Because what will happen is when that good man presents himself, you will question everything about him. And push him away. And yes, you will find a way to be able to validate your perception that he Ooh. is not good and that good men don't exist. Mm. All right? And Ooh. it's the same thing what happened with the men. It's like if you so believe that all women are horrible, disloyal women, you're going to convince yourself somehow that even though she's done nothing wrong, mm. that she must be lying to you, mm. that she must be going behind your back. And you will drive yourself insane and you will push her away or you will run away from the situation, you know? But yeah, you have to believe it. You have to believe it exists. You have to believe you can find that great man or woman. You have to believe you can have that great relationship. 
And the same thing applies to anything in your life. You have to believe you can heal from sickness if you're going to overcome that sickness. Mm-hmm. You got to believe you can get that great job or find that great career or find success in your purpose. You got to believe it. That's all faith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's the first step. Like there's still other stuff to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you got to start with that because if you don't have that, forget about the rest. So faith. Faith. Faith and, and just general belief. Yeah, so the yeah. faith. Yeah. Huh. That's tough, man. That's tough to put all of your, you know, faith into something that, you know, gave you so much pain and destruction. But think about it. And that's, a, see, this is where we also have, to, we have to also learn. We have to stop placing certain situations and projecting them on all situations. Okay. All that's right? good. So relationships did not do you wrong. A relationship with that woman got you, got you hurt. All yeah. right. Love did not hurt you. It was actually a lack of love mm-hmm. that hurt you. Like we have to start separating and pinpointing mm-hmm. what exactly happened here because that woman, that relationship does not represent the other millions out mm-hmm. there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Who will be willing to love, respect you and be the great partner you want. And I'm not saying be with million women. Yeah, I'm saying yeah, yeah. out of a million, there's somebody out there who's yeah. for you that exists yeah. and that you can make, that you can really work with. So, we have to separate those things. You know, it's the same way when people experience a bad thing with, like, let's say you got robbed by a Mexican and now you're swearing all Mexicans are thieves. Yep. No, you yeah. can't do that. Like, yeah. that Mexican robbed you. That specific one. Yeah. Not all of them. Yeah. And even if you say, well, I've been robbed by two Mexicans. All right, those two Mexicans. Like, it's not all of them. Yeah. There, there is nothing out there that everyone is doing to hurt people. That yeah. doesn't exist like that. So we have to separate those things. But again, it's easier just to put it on everybody because yeah. the defense mechanism. Yeah. I don't have to deal with it if I make myself believe that all of them are bad. Mm. If I make myself believe that relationships are a waste of time, then I don't have to do the work within myself to Ooh. be able to be in a relationship. Mm. I can just make excuses for why I keep seeing failure or why I don't have it in my life. No, that 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 general... We talked about that last um, on episode 98... That generalization is something I feel like cripples so many people because like you just simply said, let's say there's, I think last time I looked at the numbers, it's 43 point, well, I'll use in black Americans, but it's 43.5 million black Americans, right? Mm-hmm. So it's probably, let's go 50-50 fair, fair, so it's like 21 million roughly, give or take each. So if, we're, if you're saying all, let's say women said all men are bad, there's 21 million men. How many men does average person date or have a relationship exactly. with? Mm. Maybe two, let's say let's say let's say fifteen. That's fifteen out of twenty-one million. <laughs> so you're gonna take that simply microscopic, teeny weeny, insty wincy sample size and use that to generalize the entire population. Now let me let me throw at you what they're gonna argue. Go ahead. Go. They're gonna argue that it's not just their situation, it's, it's their friends, it's their family. It's their mama. But now I'm gonna hit them back. Go ahead. Right. Do, do. <laughs> a lot of times your friends ain't telling you the whole story. Mm. All right. And I hate to say this, but I'm gonna be keep it real here. Go ahead, please. Especially with the women. Mm. All oh. right. Hold on one second. If, if, uh, I won't let them back. And this is saying? not an attack. This is not to speak down on women. This is not to single them out. Well, I guess technically I am in a sense, but <laughs> yeah. the fact remains that let's say a woman's in a relationship with a guy and she does things to mess it up, all right? And it pushes the guy away. She's not running back to her friends or family saying, I messed up, I did wrong, it was on me. She's going to find a way to say, 
him. He did it. Or it just happened. It didn't work out. I'm not saying no woman. I believe there are women who hold themselves accountable. But the vast majority paint a picture off of false information because they're not going to admit or acknowledge to their friends and family that it was on them. Mm. And so now the perception that all these men are dogs and horrible is based off of lies being told. I'm not saying there are a lot of men engaging in foolish behavior. Don't get me wrong. Mm. There are plenty of guys doing plenty of nonsense out there. But so much of the perception of bad men and there are no good men are based on lies. And I've seen these situations firsthand. Hmm. I've seen situations where, Mm-mm-mm. yes, the woman did up. something. <laughs> he, it's hitting him. Yeah, it's hitting him. <laughs> Who hurt you, my G? What's going on? Many people. But I'm healed now. But I'm yeah, happy. I'm telling you, it, it happens a lot more than they think. And I mean, and it's again, and it's not even to the sake, to the, it's not even just because the idea that is women are just dis- or dishonest. Let's go deeper. A lot of women don't trust other women. So they're not going to give you this ammunition against them Mm. of their shortcomings, of their failures, of whatever shitty thing they did so you can turn around one day and use it against them. Plenty of women will admit to you how they cannot trust their friends with all that information. Mm -hmm. They're going to pick their spots. Now, again, are there women who have a great relationship who actually share real, honest information? Yes, it's not as much as people think, though. Wow. All right? They're much more protective than we realize when it comes to other women. They're more likely to tell a guy what really went down than they are to tell their female friends. You know what's so interesting that you brought up? You, so, we're the victims. That's what <laughs> interesting. But no, we're the victims here. It's so interesting what you brought up. And, and this is a psychological study that talks about for a, a lot of women that there is a... Fear of being somehow negatively labeled by society as you are getting the scarlet letter or you've done something wrong, right? Mm-hmm. But with men, men are more prone to be honest and be like, oh, we ain't shit. We ain't this. Oh, we dogs. Oh, I did this. Like men are more fr- like it's a, it's a comfort. It's like a culture of men being able to say we all mess up. We laugh in a room. I think also because they expect it. Like, and we, and, and, and people expect, and people expect it. To yeah. men, and so people expect men to mess up. But think about it. For a lot of women, there's this culture of perfection. There's mm. a culture of mom doesn't make any mistakes. Dad is the stupid Homer Simpson, Peter Griffin, bumbling idiot. So there's so many things that go on that create this unhealthy expectation that if I make mistakes, there's not space for me to be confident and vulnerable and share these things to the public. Because I'm not supposed to. Because I'm not supposed to. Not, and to go even further than that, also because, so picture this. If a woman goes to uh, some female friends or a female friend and says how, I messed up. Or let's say I was scared and I ran away from this great guy. I couldn't handle it. She has to worry about that girl saying, what's wrong with you? How could you let that happen? Oh my gosh, if I had that opportunity and making her feel worse about it, then she already does. Mm -hmm. So it's like when it comes to men, women, there's a lot of pressure on women. All right. So yes, I think there is this perception of perfection more so with women than it, than with men. We're viewed as we're gonna mess up. That's the way it is. Yeah. But I also feel like because there's also this perception of it's so hard to find a good man because again they've convinced all these women that good men don't exist. Mm. 
So how can a woman feel comfortable going to her friends or family and saying, I had a good man and I let it go. And I messed it up. You know how tough that is? You know what I'm saying? Which is even why some women right now are, I hate to say it, it. stuck, trapped in a relationship with a good dude, but she's not in love with him. Because that's one of the toughest positions for her to be in because how does she validate to her friends and family that she wants to leave the guy who's so good because she's not really into him? Hmm. What are they going to say? What's wrong with you? Are you crazy? You know, it's hard to find a good man. Blah, 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 blah. And now she's stuck. Hmm. So there's so much secrecy going on with women. They're, they're, they're suffering in silence hmm. in regards to these situations. And they're not allowed or they're not able to feel comfortable being very open and honest, again, especially with other women, about what's going on in their relationships. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's they messed up or whether it's they want to get away from this guy who's not really for them, but he's a great guy. Because mm. because he's a great guy doesn't mean he's the guy for you. Mm. And that's the same that goes for men. But men are much more willing or quicker to leave. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And just take the bite the bullet and you know if you say he's stupid, he doesn't care, he just moves on. Not that he never cares, but yeah. it's mm-hmm. easier for men to just accept, nah. Like I had a I sent out an email where I had a client who said he had a great woman. She did everything, but he didn't feel a connection with her. All right. And because he didn't have a connection with her, he felt like, you know what, it's time to end this mm-hmm. and let her go find the guy that she's truly best with. I have posted this on on Facebook. You know what I mean? Women went in on him mm-hmm. and were mad. Yeah. I bet. And it's like, wait a minute. He did the honorable thing. He did the yeah. correct He recognized thing. that he was not truly into this woman despite how great she was. And he let it go rather than dragging on. And one guy commented like, I don't get it. If he would have stayed with her, you would have been mad. Yep. He let her go. You're still, still mad. mad. He yeah. can't win. Exactly. And that's what happens. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, and a lot also, of women. Yeah, if, if a woman messed up, what, what did he do? Yeah, it is. It's true. What did he do? You get the full story. And let me also say this. In, in the very beginning when you mentioned how women are much more comfortable expressing their hurt. And a lot of men hurt in silence and they don't show they fake tough. Mm. The other, and, and it makes people think. Because you know, there's times where I, if, I, if I tweeted right now, men have feelings too. There will be people disputing that. Yeah. Actually disputing that yeah. Like that's crazy But it, it, it's real Like they don't actually think We have feelings Or yeah. a lot of women out there Or yeah. some women out there Don't think men actually have feelings Because they are hidden Alright But A point that I want to make is that When a woman Goes to people and says I've been hurt You know This relationship felt or whatever They're trying to console her Oh it's him It wasn't you Boom 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 When a man says This thing went wrong It's what you do wrong. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's suck it up. Yeah. Deal with it. Oh, come on, man. You'll find somebody. Like, he doesn't get the same sympathy. And so that contributes to men not being transparent and open about when they get hurt. It's hard to know who you can talk to and be vulnerable with without it being thrown in your face, without you being looked down upon. Because in that moment, based off what we've been fed, we feel like we're losing respect when yeah. we show that hurt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's hard for us to embrace that. But if we learn how to encourage it more and create more safe places for men to open up and I think more would would be willing to do it. No, I agree. And I think like you said, it's just that unhealthy narrative and that's the mm. one thing we've been trying to break on the show. These unhealthy narratives about men and about women that's causing, like you said, a lot of people to become stuck because like I said, you cannot tell me 
that you honestly believe that God created women good and men bad. <laughs> no, you, can't, you can't tell yeah, me yeah. that. You, like, we can't, we yes, have honest yes. you can't honestly, honestly believe that. Like you can't say in my heart, God made women good and God made men bad. Like this whole idea of this tyrannical, evil male patriarchy where every single man was doing evil to every single woman for thousands of years is just total mythology. Were they... Big, strong, powerful men who did bad things. Yes, but guess who they did bad things to? Men and to women. But to your point, if a man punches you in the face and you cry, what do people tell you? Suck it up. Mm-hmm. Why don't you fight him back? Be a man. Mm-hmm. A man punches a woman in, in her face. How dare he? Bring the mob. You know, let's, yeah. let's kill him. But mm-hmm. the guy is probably weaker than the girl. You know, there's some girls who are tougher and stronger than guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's be honest. But it, because he's the man, we just assume... Oh, he should be okay. And as the girl, then, oh, this is so bad. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like what I love that you've done and I love what we're trying to do with the show is to change these narratives because you're right. These narratives will trap you. Mm. If, if you think, and I said this last week, if you think every black person is a thug, somehow you're going to find a thug in every person, even the nicest exactly. grandma. Yeah. If you believe every man is this cheating, manipulative, lying, because we, you will simply look for the teeniest crevice of this, you like to picture. <laughs> you must be a cheater, <laughs> <laughs> and you go for it. And so I just feel like, man, we men and women alike, because we're both guilty of it. We have to, we just have to stop pointing these fingers and having these unhealthy narratives about one another. Mm. Yeah, absolutely, and and that's all it boils down to. We have to understand that we're developing these perceptions off the wrong things. The reality is that people base their perceptions off the highly desirable. Mm. And what I mean by that this is, is really good. I see where you're going. You're saying all men are dogs. Why? Because it's the men that you desire. <laughs> these athletes, these mm. these entertainers, and I'm not saying all of them are dogs, but those are the ones who get showcased. Yeah. Those are the ones who are typically engaging in behavior that isn't healthy, that is doggish, whatever you want to call it. Not not saying the regular dude ain't doing some nonsense too. But we ignore this probably I'm not, you know, I'm going to say it. There's probably 80% of dudes out there who ain't doing nothing wrong, mm. who are good, genuine dudes, but they're not the ones who are highly desired. Yep. So they get overlooked. Yep. And, and instead, we now use the 20% or less to define the whole group, mm. all right, and say all men are dogs. And it's the same thing that happens mm-hmm. on the other side with women. You got men saying all women want money, all women this, superficial, blah, 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 blah. Mm. No, it's because you're focused on the Instagram model. You're mm. focused on the woman who's getting showcased, mm. all right? And her behaviors are showing she's mm-hmm. jumping on this one for money, jumping on that one. Mm-hmm. And so now the mm-hmm. 80, 90% of women who don't get down like that mm. get completely overlooked or you don't eat, and, and not even overlooked, you're defining everyone by this smaller percentage. Mm. The minority is what they're using. And again, it's, it's the highly desirable. And I say highly desirable based on what typically society gravitates to. You know, it may not be highly desirable for everybody. But what typically people showcase and put on a pedestal, those are what you're basing your perceptions on. Mm-hmm. And it's wrong. Yeah. It's wrong because for every, for every bad dude, I can show you a bunch of other good dudes. And for every disloyal, money-hungry woman, I can show you a lot of good women. Yeah. Well, are they fine? <laughs> and, yeah, attractive <laughs> men and women. Now, yes, they may not always, and that's the thing. I'm not saying because I think some people are going to hear this and think, 
oh, well, then you want us to date down or you want us to date what we don't really like. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying stop using the minority to define the majority. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Now, as far as what you like, that's different. That's a whole different topic. I'm simply making an argument against it is, it is wrong to paint all men as dogs or all women as disloyal because, or all women as money hungry based off of what you're seeing from those who are put on a pedestal and showcased the most. This, Stefan, this is a lot. <laughs> this is a lot of stuff, man. And it's, it's like, it's kind of discouraging. I'm not, like, you have to, like, discouraging the, in what way? It's like, it's like all this stuff, you have to first learn yourself. Mm -hmm. Figure yourself out, get yourself where you are in a good, acceptable place to be in a relationship. Then you have to find somebody that's in the same exact state that you're in. You have to be attracted to them. You like your purpose has to line together. <clears throat> All these things have to come kind of perfect for it to kind of work out. Like, and then like, and like you said, that's like a one percent chance of the one percent girl or guy that you're looking for. No, okay. So let me let me help change that change discouraging my yeah, feeling. Yeah, right? yeah. I feel like I'm not the only one. So, no, and, and I agree with you. I think that there are people who are listening to this who probably feel the exact mm -hmm. same way as you. Like, this is a lot. Yes. And and because it's a lot and it's overwhelming, it can be discouraging. Mm -hmm. So one, you said there's a 1% chance. All right, no. That person may represent 1% in the world, but I believe there's a 100% chance you're going to come across that person. Got you. All mm -hmm. right? I the like question that. is, will you be ready when they come? Now, yes, I can't sugarcoat that part. Yeah. There is still work involved yeah, here. Yeah. I think where we've messed up as a society is we're not raising good husbands and wives no more. We've come to a place where we are destroying the whole family unit. We're saying marriage is not important, blah, 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 blah. And I'm not sitting here to say everyone has to get married. So even if we don't look at it as good husbands and wives, we're not raising good partners. Mm -hmm. All right? I, I, at some of my events, I was telling the women, I said, listen... And this can go for men too. But I said, some of y'all are raising a little boy who's the exact man you complain about right now. Mm -hmm. All right? You're setting it up this way. You're not instilling character into him. You're not giving him responsibility. You're coddling him to where when he grows up, he's going to look to go from his mother to a woman who's going to be like his mother mm -hmm. but has sex with him. That's what it is. That's all it boils down to. All right? And so, you, we have to start with how we are raising the children. Mm. And if we got started earlier in our lives to focus on our character development, mm. we would not be as discouraged because now we're not looking at late 20s, 30s, 40s, and we're like, damn, I got to do all this work now to get yeah, somebody? Yeah, 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 <laughs> like, yeah. at that point, yeah, it feels harder. But imagine if you started in high school. Yeah. And to some people, they're going to say, well, that's too young. No, like, why aren't we working on ourselves earlier that doesn't mean you have to be in a relationship earlier yeah but why not figure yourself out sooner if we gave more time and attention to that even in our careers there are so many people right now who are in pointless jobs why because they never focused on developing their purpose and career early all right and they didn't set out a plan or vision for it if you're a guy and you knew from the beginning you wanted to be a lawyer so to speak all right or let's say you want to work somewhere in, in IT. If you created that vision early on, then at 18, you could be working at, as a technical rep somewhere, mm -hmm. all right? Working your way up, building up the experience so that by the time you're in your 20s, you got so much experience and knowledge, you get the job you want. Mm -hmm. But what happens? Because we don't know where we're going, we grab any job we can get. 
We go work here to make money. Mm. Then we go jump here to make money. I hit you. Nothing is coming together. Mm-hmm. All right. We're not building anything. Now we're 30 something, 40 something. And it's like, what the hell am I doing with myself? Yeah. I don't know which way to go. And now that job you want says, I need five years experience. But you ain't got five years experience. You, you got, got five, five years working as a shoe salesman. Yeah. You got five years at Walmart. You got yeah. five years at different places that don't <laughs> pour into where you were trying to head in your career and purpose. So guess what? The same thing applies with relationships. Mm, preach. You, got, you, <laughs> you invested two years in this BS relationship. Oh, mm. Three years running the streets doing nonsense you shouldn't be doing. Yeah. Two years over here. And now when you get to this great person... You ain't got nothing to pour into them. Mm. You ain't build nothing up. And your resume ain't right to get the person you need. Because you don't wasted your time all over the place. A lack of vision in our lives and a lack of planning creates a bunch of dysfunction. Man. And it creates a lot of unfulfilled desires and unfulfilled dreams. All right. So we got to be willing to start the work early. And yes, Mm. even if you are 50, 60 something listening to this. You can still start the work now. Yes, it feels harder. Yes, you know, I get how exhausting that will be. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the process still leads to your promise. It still leads to that thing that you've been looking for. Yeah. So get to it. All right? Same way, again, if we use health, you're never too old to get in shape. Mm-hmm. There's, I saw a, there's a woman on the internet. She's 81 years old. Amazing shape. Stronger than all of us probably in here, yeah. all right? Like, can, can squat and do all kinds of things. Yeah. I don't know, I'm, I'll I'll be be tough, how strong she really tough. is. <laughs> I, I'm probably exaggerating there. But yeah, yeah, yeah. the point is, you know. you're never too old and you're never too... Well, I'm not saying you're never too young, but there comes a certain point that we have to start developing ourselves. And here's what's crazy. We say it's too young to uh, work on yourselves, too young to figure out your career, too young to take yourself seriously. But you, but you have no problem getting into sexual relationships, <laughs> no problem running these streets, no problem partying, no problem drinking, no problem doing all this. And I'm not judging you for any of that. I'm just saying, put it in perspective here. Yeah. What are the priorities here? You know what I'm saying? And you can still have fun and live your life and still work on you. It ain't one or the other. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I think people feel like, oh, okay, if I'm working on me, then I can't do any of this quote unquote fun stuff mm. you can still and I'm not saying you should or you shouldn't I'm just saying you still have the option but don't neglect working on you and start early and it won't be as bad hopefully that helped a little bit but I think you're still a little overwhelmed <laughs> I mean I think we just need to no, and, 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 and to that point Stefan is what we said earlier a lot of our frustration a lot of our heartbreak a lot of our pain came because we were in a relationship with somebody that we expected certain things. We expected them to have good character. We expected them to be forgiving. We expected them to be kind. We expected them to be faithful. We expected all these things out of this person. Expected them to know what they're doing in life, to have a good vision. We expected them to do all these things that we ourselves were not. Exactly. We ourselves were not. So how in the world are we going to say, I want a healthy, fulfilled, long-lasting, satisfying, spontaneous, great, amazing relationship with an amazing, high-character person for 70, 80 years, but then say, well, you're asking me to do, is this too much for me to do? You want this. You are the one who's saying that you want this relationship. You are the one saying that this other guy, this other girl hurt you because they were the wrong person for you. And if you don't know where you're going, how can you enter into a partnership with somebody going in a certain direction? If somebody tells me right now they're driving to Florida, 
but God has called me to go to New York. If I go with them to Florida, I'm just going to be frustrated because I'm going out of the path that God has in store for me. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know the path God has in store for you, you're going to get to Florida and then you figure out I'm supposed to be with New York, but then you're going to be stuck here, not realizing that God has not called you to be here because you never learned yourself. Is it the microwave? No, it was the... Um, that camera went out. The camera went out. But um, so I just think it's just extremely, extremely important for everybody to really understand who they are. And once you understand who you are and build your character, then you will be able to then find the right pe people and avoid heartbreaks. Let me fix the camera real quick. Yeah, and yeah, and, and while he does that, I don't, we ain't stopping because I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> um, so after all that, you know, you got yourself, you found yourself, <laughs> got your girl, you found your guy. You're in a happy, healthy relationship. Now, to not experience, you know, heartbreak again, what are some of the steps or some of the, you know, boundaries or something where we can make sure we don't experience what we experienced in the past? Well, again, so first we have to understand that hurt is inevitable. Okay. So if you view hurt as the, the uh, equal to heartbreak, if mm -hmm. that's the same thing to you, then... You're gonna have your heart broken at some point. Got you. There's no way to avoid that because again, we are all human. We're gonna fall short. Mm -hmm. If we're married 15 years, it's unreasonable to think my partner is never gonna do something, something. Yeah. that hurts me, gets under my skin. If you get lucky and that's the way it happens, great. But I, I think it's it's unreasonable to have that kind of expectation. So as far as guarding yourself from not being heartbroken again, first you gotta recognize. Is this a hurt that came from bad choices or a hurt that came from the natural flow of life? Mm. Okay. And what I mean by that is, again, if I chose to be... So Hafiz earlier gave the example that he chose the woman based off of superficial reasons, all right? And there wasn't the substance there. There wasn't the deep connection there. That led to heartbreak. All right. So now I can recognize this is something that I can change to avoid this heartbreak or disappointment happening gotcha. because this was based off a bad decision, gotcha. all right? Now, if you're with your woman and let's say it was your birthday, all right? And she forgot. Mm. She forgot to call you. She forgot to do something, oh, whatever yeah, case her. it was, all right? And it hurts you. There's nothing you can do to stop that from happening again. That's out of your control. You have no power over that. You know what I'm saying? In that situation, all you can do is address it, be honest with her about the fact that it hurts you. Um, yes, we can discuss how maybe she can set a reminder in her phone to yeah, avoid this yeah, from happening, yeah. you know, or it, to decrease the chances of it happening, but you can't control that. That's out of your hands. That's not decision-based. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So first, you got to recognize those two. So anything that is decision-based or based off of your behaviors or things that you could do differently, that's what you change. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think one of the biggest things, though, that we can do to avoid heartbreak is be honest and communicate. Mm. We don't talk to each other enough, and we're not honest about the little thing that pissed us off. Mm. So what happens a lot of times is little stuff happens. It hurts us or pisses us off. We don't say anything, but then we start having an attitude or we start doing things we, we shouldn't be doing. Things start to boil up and then something big happens that really hurts us. But that stemmed from the fact that we never addressed the little stuff. Had we addressed the little stuff and been open and transparent for each other, it would have never gotten to that point. Mm. So to me, that would probably be the number one thing people can do 
to at least decrease the chances of heartbreak. Because again, back to Hafiz's point, a lot of heartbreak stems from expectations unfulfilled. All right. But again, most people aren't even expressing those full expectations. Mm. So by simply letting your partner know, this is what I'm looking for out of this relationship. This is what I need from you. Now you decrease the chances again, because if they're serious about you, they can embrace that. But if you don't tell them what you need, then the chance that they're going to do something that you don't want them to do just went up tenfold. Yeah. <laughs> Man. I just want to be happy. <laughs> I just want to be loved. I just want to be accepted. I just want to feel worthy. You know? You are loved, man. Thank you. You are accepted. And you are worthy. And you are worthy. <laughs> Thank you. Man, man. Stefan, I think... Lord. I said this at the beginning about this being the best episode of the year. <laughs> and this is an episode that I think minimum... You listen to about four times, four times minimum. I have to. I don't even know what we talked about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what happened because you just provided so much life transformational content that I just there's so many people in this world who needed to hear what you've shared today. Yeah, and it's, especially this it's the holiday. You know how the holidays go. <laughs> Yeah. Holiday season. That's when you think about love and love lost. You see the pictures of people and their families cuddled up. I know my birthday coming up. Birthday's coming up. When's your birthday? December twenty eighth. Oh, twentieth. Twenty eighth. Oh, twenty eighth. Oh, so you you were Capricorn. You ain't Sagittarius. <laughs> <laughs> Capricorn, baby. We in, we in the game. And so it's just something that a lot of people are brushing to the side, like another year. Another year by myself, another year still being hurt, another year still being a failure, frustrated, a failure, not finding the right person. And I just truly believe that this message is going to be the message of hope that a lot of people are going to apply to their lives and experience true supernatural transformation. Mm. And, I, and I'm super excited about your book. Yeah. What's the name of the book one more time? Finding Love After Heartbreak. Finding Love Woo-hoo! After Heartbreak. After after heartbreak, because I just really truly know that that's going to be another tool to supplement people on this journey because it's a journey. Yep. Yes, you know, because if it took you a long time to be wallowing in this mess, it's going to be a process to help build you up and get you out of it. But mm. it's possible. Absolutely, it's possible. It's going to be difficult, but it's possible. And so I'm really excited about that book. And and, um, and I'm calling out right now. When the book comes out, I'm, I'm going to buy 20 copies. <laughs> Call my word, and I'm going to give it to 20 listeners. Awesome. He said, I ain't like, I'm not sitting right here. You want to buy 20 too? <laughs> oh, you said you personally buy 20. I thought you meant like we as a podcast buying 20. Oh, well, let's split it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting right here, John Mark. What's up? Oh, I thought I thought you were interested in getting like a stack for yourself as well. You did not. Nah, don't try to play that. <laughs> we'll talk about it. <laughs> we. I'm sorry, Chris. Twenty to forty books is going. Somebody get me. We buy at least twenty. At okay. least twenty books. Twenty two because I'm buying one for myself. Yes. And listen, y'all ain't gotta buy them. I'm gonna give y'all twenty, and y'all gonna give them to y'all listeners. Wow. What? So we're gonna do a twenty book giveaway for the listeners. Man. 22. <laughs> man, 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 man. So in closing, somebody right now is hurting. Yep. 
has felt every single word that's said on the show. What is something that you feel like is a message that you, you, out of all that said today, you want them to grasp, you want them to hold on to, and you really want them to treasure in their hearts? First thing is don't give up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know it seems tough and it's hard and there may be a lot of bad experiences to pull from that keep you in this negative mindset, but don't give up. Mm -hmm. The good is out there. The success is out there. Better will come, but you got to do the work. Like, I can never skip that part. You know what I'm saying? I can't just make it sound sweet. There's going to be some work, but if you're willing to take those steps, you're going to get to where you need to get to. I also think what was kind of weighing on my heart, weighing on my spirit is a lot of people are mad at God. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And, and I'm talking about people in the church. I'm talking about people who believe, whether they're passive or very active in, uh, believers, they're mad at God. They mm. feel slighted. They yeah. feel like, you know what I'm saying? Why you played me like this? Why, why did you allow these things to happen? Allow this heartbreak to occur? Whether it happened in childhood or in our relationships, get that hurt out. Mm. God knows you mad. Like, stop holding back. Like, kind of when you said earlier how we show respect and dignity to our parents, and I said, nah, it's not really real respect and dignity. Mm -hmm. That's happening with God. Like, a lot of people are, praise God, love God, but no, you don't. Like, mm -hmm. and I'm not saying you don't in a bad way. I'm saying you're mad at him. You, you feel, res there's resentment there. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, that's human. I'm going to be the first one to tell you I have cursed God out many times. Mm -hmm. I have gone on tirades against God. Yeah. My thing is, it makes no sense to hide our ill feelings towards him. He already knows it. He already yeah. knows it. So get that out. Get down in the open. Release these things. Like I said, to heal, you have to release. So release it to God, your frustrations, your anger, your resentment. Put it all on the table and then allow yourself to listen to him. Listen in your spirit. Because he's going he gonna to have something to say to you afterwards. All right? Just say what you got to say, let it out, and then just listen from within and go with that. Because you can't move forward, especially move forward to what God has for you when you're still being held back with the ill feelings you have towards him. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That has to be released. And I believe addressing that for a lot of people will help unlock their ability to heal in all the other ways. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And be able to really go within themselves and do what they need to do for their own personal growth. So, you know, I think it doesn't get talked about enough. Because people just assume that because you're in church, everything all good, or just because you say praise God, and it's not. It's not. So many people are mad at God, and it's like, yo, let's be real about this. Let's address it, and that is going to help a big deal. And then aside from that, just know that healing is the key. Mm. At the end of the day, everything that we need, we want, we desire, it starts with healing. And if we embrace that, good things are going to come. You know what I'm saying? And you got to get to a place where you're exuding positive energy in this world. Because if you're not, negativity is going to come your way. It's going to continue to come your way. And even when you are positive, negativity is going to come your way. But when you're positive, you learn how to deal with it better. Mm. You learn how to bounce back from it faster. And that's the whole goal. We can't run away from being hurt. It's going to happen. It's inevitable. But the quicker we learn how to handle it, process it, learn from it, and get better, we're going to be 10 times better off. Mm. That was really good. I have nothing. I, just, <laughs> I have a lot of work to do. I know that. Yeah. No, this is this is this is really great, Stefan. And guys. Make them stop. Hey, <laughs> no, just just quick plug. So the book's gonna be hopefully ready in January. 
So for those listening, you can go to www.findingloveafterheartbreak.com. Right now, if you go there, I think it's linked to one of my other books, but I'm going to fix the page up and we'll get it in the right place. But findingloveafterheartbreak.com, like I said, look for it come January, I want to say 27th, and hopefully I'll have it ready for pre-order uh, sometime soon, and we'll be putting it up. So yeah, let, we'll let us know when, it, when it's up for pre-order. We'll go. We'll go ahead and post that for you, um, Stefan. Yes, Lord. As usual, God has supernaturally gifted you to just speak into people's souls and give life to dry bones, man. So mm. I just really, really thank you. Are extremely blessed by having you here, Chris. Yes, I love Lord. you, man. I think you're an amazing human being, and I I just pray that. The words that Stefan shared today is able to reaffirm who you are, man. You know, because you're you're so amazing, you're so great, you're so intelligent, you're so talented, you're handsome. Like you have so much amazing. <laughs> I'm laughing at Chris. <laughs> he knows he knows words of affirmation is my love language. You know, so and like, I, I, it's true. I just and 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 I believe that you need to hear this because it's so true. And I just I pray that. Like these words really fall in your heart because I mean them with the bottom of my heart, man. And I just pray that we all, everybody can continue on this healing process to continue to grow and get better and become the men and women that God created us to be. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I, I thank you <laughs> for all the information, for the time um, that you live in your purpose with God. I mean, I thank how feeds my brother. Continue to put uh, the affirmation that I need. And also thank you for the listeners. Uh, last week, last podcast was really tough on me. Um, expressing all the stuff that I was going through, all the pain um, and different kind of feelings. And y'all definitely reached out, showed me way more love than I expected. Thanks, guys. Um, I just awesome, want to thank, thank you all um, for checking in on me um, and letting y'all know that I'm not going nowhere. Like, don't worry. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but just know it's greatly appreciated and I hope I touch every single person um, that messaged me personally about you know, their concerns. So thank you again. And don't forget, guys, we have the contest. Yes, out. the contest. 100th episode. We love you guys. We want to give back to you. So we're giving away 10 custom edition roommates Christmas t-shirts. All you got to do is go ahead and post on your Instagram page or your story why you love the roommates podcast and why all your friends should listen to it. When does the contest we, end? It I ends think. next Sunday. John Mark, when is that Sunday? Yeah, what, what, what day that is? Because... Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> I don't know. I don't. What, what is? Uh, oh, the phone. Okay, yeah, the phone. So it is next Sunday, it's December third. I want to say December, December second. I was close at eight p.m. There you go. Central so time. that's when the contest will end. We'll pick the ten people. We'll send the shirts, free shipping, all that stuff. Like I international say, guys, as well. We got you. Yep. And so make sure you tag us, guys. If you don't tag us. We won't see it, so make sure you tag and us. If it's on the store, we may not see it. So I it's only 24 you go on your page. So. so just put it on your page, and yeah. there it is. So thank you, guys. We love you. We All love the way you until so Sunday. Don't put it on your page Monday, and then by Wednesday, it's gone. Yes. So we love you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Stefan. Thank you for having me. You're yes, awesome. Lord. Thank you, Hafiz. Thank you, Christopher Jordan Below. Thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> thank and you, John shout Mark. Shout out John Mark. John Mark, what's your Instagram, bro? Man, let, him, let him know. The real. Re- the real? The real underscore John Mark. Ladies, you're looking for a good guy. <laughs> Here we go. You want a healed man. <laughs> the real underscore John Mark. Hit him up. We love you guys. Thank you so much. And as I said at the beginning of the podcast, it's your boy Hafiz. Chris the star of the show, baby.
Stefan. <laughs> and we are the roommates, guys. Make sure you share, share, yes, share, Lord. share, comment, comment, comment. I can't wait to get the messages. Oh, I can't wait to all you guys blowing stuff on Stefan up. Instagram, Stefan, in case you don't got it. Instagram at Stefan Speaks. That's S-T-E-P-H-A-N Speaks. Yes, I can't Lord. wait to all the messages that you guys blow up with Stefan about how much he impacted your life. We're so thankful for you guys. Yes, we Lord. love you. We love you. We love you. We're the roommates and Christopher. Woo! We're out of here. <laughs>